Hello, welcome back to Life Lessons with Linz. Today I will be interviewing Kate Romero. She's a professional storyteller, stand-up comedian, actor, and has a world title in arm wrestling. Welcome, Kate. How are you? Thank you, Lindsay. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Um, so to begin with, let's just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can get into the law of attraction and how it's helped you in your professional career and as well as your per, your personal life. Um, yeah, so tell us, okay. how did you even begin to know what the law of attraction was or get... Well, I was born spiritually wide awake. Okay. This I know for sure. All right. Um, I was born born knowing that there, there really aren't any filters to any rocket of desire I want to send out into the universe. I just always thought that there's, there's no limits. I can just do that all I want to and it'll hit its mark when it's meant to. Um, at this point, what I have been doing is um, I am also a psychic, which is another law of attraction thing. Um, I'm a former radio host. I was a radio host for six years, spiritual Hollywood radio show, spiritual contracts radio show, and enlightenment radio show. Wow. So I did all those, and I, I actually interviewed Marianne Williamson, which was one of my very favorite people to interview and I, I interviewed the spiritual rock stars of our day all the teachers from the secret Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith married my husband and I which is another story of law of attraction <laughs> there's so many it's really hard to pick and I think that's a luxury problem um, yeah but, absolutely right but as a child um, I made silly putty disappear when I was three I was How sitting did you do that I was sitting in a corner I was bored and I had tucked a red bandana with a piece of silly putty in it behind the counter and when I had to sit in the corner for punishment I just pulled that bandana out and I just opened it up looked at the silly putty and I said abracadabra I will make you disappear and I close it back up and then I opened it again it didn't disappear Probably by the 254th time I did that, the silly putty had left the handkerchief. It was gone. Wow. I looked everywhere. It was nowhere to be found. And I know, like I know, like I know, I could, I could pass a polygraph test that I made that silly putty disappear. So that's when I really, really learned that I had powers oh that gosh. no one could take away from me. You can punish me in the corner all you want to, but I'm going to make stuff disappear. And I worked on making myself disappear. But that wasn't a good idea because I came to this planet to make a difference. Yeah. And the law of attraction is leading the way for me to make Absolutely. the difference. And, you know, if if you would, I'm the middle child of seven kids. Okay. And we all have different dads. Okay. And that being said, I grew up in a family of strangers. And I was the scapegoat who later became an escapegoat. And uh, I learned so much. I learned so much empathy and compassion in that family dynamic. And I know... In my heart, I chose that family before I was born. Right. I know that. And I, the life lessons that I've, I've collected and accumulated along the way are so vast that, that I'm, I'm writing a memoir called How I Busted Out of My Genes, G-E-N-E-S, wow. -E and changed my life story forever. Because I believe if, if it's not going well for you and it's not going the way you want it to, you absolutely can change the way you look at things mm -hmm. and then the things you look at will change. And as woo-woo as that might sound, it's absolutely a fact. And I have a, a quote that I made up. Mm -hmm. It's, it costs you nothing to believe. It costs you everything if you don't. Believing is free. You can have all you want. And it doesn't have any calories. I love that. So can why you not? Can one more time? It costs you nothing to believe. It costs you everything if you don't. Believing is free. 
you can have all you want and it doesn't have any calories. So believe, believe, believe. If you've got an audition, you're scared, you've got a terror barrier that you need to get past, just know that that you can see yourself on the other side of it. You can see yourself with the call sheet Mm -hmm. after you've been booked, showing up, where you park your car, what you are wearing, who you speak to at wardrobe, what they're having for lunch, what the director wants you to do. Look at your dressing room in advance. And I promise you that terror barrier will disappear because you're about to step on a set and do your job. It's no longer an audition. It's yours. It is. It costs you nothing to believe that. And if you don't, you will have the terror barrier barrier Mm -hmm. ruling you through the whole thing. And that's no fun. We become actors because it's fun. Right. It's powerful. It's empowering. It's delightful. It's amazing. We're being paid to be our authentic selves which is another reason why it's so important to be our authentic self. It's the only thing that makes you different in an audition. If you don't want to be a cookie cutter of everybody else and mm-hmm. you want to stand out, you need to find a way to own every single quality about yourself that you've disowned, warts and all. Bring that in the room. And the weirdest thing about you is the best thing about you. And that you can believe. I think that's such amazing advice. Um, I have a question. Why do you think that people... It is so hard for them to believe. I believe that we've been conditioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were born without any filters. We were born without any preconceived notions that we have any limitations whatsoever. The the getting back to the childlike mind Mm -hmm. is one of the most important things that we can do because we didn't know any limits. That's why as kids, we're kamikazes. We'll we'll walk right off the cliff. We don't know any consequences yet. So so to believe and to keep that childlike wonder in your life is key to success in any field. And a lot of people don't know they have permission to do that Mm -hmm. because it's been conditioned out of them. It's been beaten out of them. It's been verbal abuse out of them. It's been, you name it, it's been completely plucked from them that they've become paralyzed and numb and they don't realize that they can be spontaneous. They can be playful. They can own their truth, their authentic self. They can speak up. They have value and and that their word matters and their feelings matter. And, you know, if you don't have someone in your environment that's supporting those beliefs, Mm -hmm. learn to create them for yourself. I promise you, you won't be sorry but you will be if you don't. Do you think that just fear in general has a lot to- Everything to do with it. Fear is behind narcissism. Fear is behind what makes people hurt each other. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So one thing I, I came to this planet to do is to create a willingness for everyone to want to find their authentic true self because that person is not damaged. That person is not flawed. That person is perfect in every way. That person is whole. And what whole person would want to cut down and break in half another person? I love that. They wouldn't. I love that. I always say um, we all deserve to have it all. Absolutely. There's there's enough to go around and not every single person wants the exact same thing. Exactly. You know, I say like we would all like to live comfortably and have great friends and have great family and but that means so many different things to different people. Well, there's an art to allowing. Mm-hmm. How many people don't allow that for themselves because right. they don't feel deserving? Right. The number one step, a takeaway, a person could apply to their life right now, right now, and right now some more, is to upgrade their opinion of themselves. I love that. Because the whole thing that causes us to fail is how we feel about ourselves. And if we 
loathe ourselves and we aren't aware that we feel that way about mm -hmm. ourselves because the messages we received when we were young by an authority figure that harmed us, that injured us, that scarred us, then we're not going to know that we're allowed to be our full selves. Mm -hmm. We're going to be some rendition of what they told us that we were because authority figures are the only gods we know when we're kids and we take right. on those messages and it gets in our tissues. So we have issues in our tissues and somatic pain is as real right. as if somebody cuts you with a knife and you bleed. It's emotional bleeding. It's and almost like we have to recondition Absolutely. Ourselves. You get to rebuild yourself over right. again because nobody has any say-so of whether you can or you can't. It's up to you. Right. You're the boss of you. Nobody else is. And the dictatorships out there, they're everywhere. Narcissism is an epidemic. Don't get mm. me started. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and, you know, you just get to ascertain for yourself, is this real? Do I believe it? Does this make sense? And if it doesn't, if you smell a rat, you just trust your instincts right. and you walk away. I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with is your gut instinct and thinking something should be one way and then your gut says it should be another and and we go with the opposite. We go with the conditioning. We do. The social I, conditioning. Even even I you know, I preach this and I live I live law of attraction, but I'm guilty of it even. You're you know, human. I, I am human. Right. Okay. <laughs> we all are. And that's we're we're here, we're humans having, you know, well actually we're spirits having a human experience. Right. And Honestly, life is an illusion if you think about it. Mm -hmm. It's a blank canvas that you can put anything on it, whatever you want. Every single morning when you get up, mm -hmm. create your new canvas, your new painting. How do you want it to go? I write in a future journal every single day, and today was my 2260th entry. Wow. And I write in there the way I want my callback to go, the way I want my booking to go, the way I want my clean relationships to go, mm -hmm. ones that don't have any nonsense in them, in them which are in my future life, mm -hmm. completely clean. Um, and and I, I say how I want to feel when I do this thing. I say how I want to work out this life lesson. Like I went through a rough patch recently with somebody on a set who did a bad thing. I set a boundary and they they got angry at me for it. And then I realized my setting a boundary is a healthy thing. And the person who has a problem with me setting a boundary is the right. one with a problem. Yeah. So I stood by my guns and I spoke up and I'm advocating for myself because I have the right to. But I was taught by my family not to do that. Okay. So I had to get past, oh, countless terror barriers. I've done every single thing you can think of to rebuild myself from the toes to the top of my mm -hmm. head over and over and over again. I have redesigned myself, reconstructed myself over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, when I first joined SAG, I changed my name every couple of years if I wasn't getting bookings like I thought I should. Oh I thought gosh. it must be my name. I'm going to change it and start over. I didn't know that I should keep the same name right. so people could keep track of me, right. but it did work. People thought I was a whole new person. I got new headshots, new name. Hey, it and worked. They just a fresh face. Exactly. And, wow. And I didn't. I, I didn't question it. They didn't question me. I didn't question that. And then I would put my headshots in the dry cleaners, the coffee shop, wherever you see all these headshots, yeah. and casting directors. And it was near the studio. So when casting directors saw my headshot come in, they thought they'd see me on a TV show. But okay. it was really the dry cleaners. Wow. So there's all these little tricks that I played where I sent out these rockets of desire, and by hook or by crook. I got the outcome that I saw in my mind, that I designed in my mind, because guess what? I can. Yeah. It's free. I can have all I want. Yes. I can believe anything I want. And 
really there's biology in belief. I even took a job as a car hop at Bob's Big Boy in Toluca Lake okay. for a summer because I was so intensely involved in my career. I was, I was, I mean, I mean, I was destined to be a talent manager and a talent agent, which I was for a couple of decades. But I'm telling you, I was so committed to getting auditions mm -hmm. that I I had six a day sometimes, and I was too tired to even do them all. Wow. So that's a that's a great problem. It's a luxury problem. <laughs> yes. But at Bob's Big Boy, I would meet producers and directors right. and casting directors, oh, and they would order milkshakes for me, and we would have conversations. I booked Freddie's Nightmare. Uh, nightmares because uh, Jonathan Butel, the pr producer, mm -hmm. thought I was wonderful to bring him his food and took care of his family wow. and all that, and and he booked me on a show. That's amazing. And a guest star role, and and that's not all. There's so many stories, so many stories I have where it was a rocket of desire in my mind that came true yeah. because I stepped out of the way once I launched it. Yeah. And the key to having it come to pass is never stop believing. That might sound cliche. Mm -hmm. That song, Don't Stop Believing, yeah. do it. Just do it. I love what that. What do you have to lose? Right. Nothing. I, I totally agree. Now, I have a question because I know a lot of our listeners are probably, you know, they are on the opposite side and saying, well, what if, you know, when I put these rockets of desire and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and they get discouraged, um, what would you say to somebody who's maybe on the other end who's just learning this and they are getting discouraged. That is perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And here's what I would recommend. When you launch your rocket of desire, do it without attachment. If you're attached to it, mm -hmm. it's like a rope tied to it and it's gonna drag you along and it's gonna get mucked up. You need to not attach any outcome to that rocket of desire and that's part of the fun. Make it a game. Mm -hmm. Like let me launch all these rockets of desire yeah. Don't attach anything to them because if you do, you'll end up strung up upside down in a tree because okay. it's going to drag you everywhere. Mm -hmm. Attach nothing to it. Believe the highest, best good you possibly can where everybody gets to win. I promise you that kind of energy will bring fruits and you just don't attach any outcome to it. Then if it doesn't come to pass right. and you try to take control and a lot of us are controlling people, I'm raising my hand very high. Um, <laughs> Just let go of control. It's the hardest thing in the world, and it's the easiest thing in the world, and it's the best thing in the world. Let it go. Let that rocket of desire go where you sent it and trust that you did it right. Yeah. And if you trust that you did that rocket of desire right, you're going to trust that you did your audition right. Life is holographic. The way you are about one thing is the way you are about everything. And if you're worried about money and think money can't support you and money's going to abandon you, then that's the way you feel about yourself. And that's the way you feel about everybody in your life. Right. Clean up your relationship with money and you've cleaned up your whole life. Right. It's energy. Just like everything. Everything is energy. Yes. It's so awesome. It's so nice to speak with somebody who, like you were saying earlier, like we speak each other's language yes. and we get it. And um, Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> and we want everybody to understand what we know and what we've lived our lives. Um, and it's, it's fascinating. Um, do you want to tell us about the Bob Hope special? I do. Yeah, I, I want to hear that. that whole story. Now this this Rocket of Desire happened um, when I was in second grade. Okay. Before I knew anything about anything except okay. that I'd made Silly Putty disappear when I was three. And so we were very poor. We lived on a farm in Moorhead, Kentucky, 80 acre tobacco farm where we didn't have running water. We had an outhouse. 
uh, wood stoves for cooking and heat, and I had to bring in lots of wood. I was the one that drew the water for the family of nine. 40 buckets a day sometimes from oh age 9 gosh. to 16 before my bones had formed. I was out there working like a man. I carried 50 pounds of fertilizer on each shoulder across the field. Um, I pulled the plow, believe it or not. Wow. I, I mean, I worked very, very hard, which is how I became an arm wrestler later. And that's what I was just thinking. Later in life. Sure yeah, but see, helps. my opponents don't know that about me because I look some like some sophisticated, yes, you, you know, do. classy, fancy lady. You know, <laughs> I couldn't break a fingernail. But, oh, yes, I can because um, they grow back. Um, so so anyway, I was. Um, it was going to be a Valentine's Day party at school the next morning. And I love second grade. Second okay. grade. And I love Bob Hope. I loved his specials because he signed off on every one of them. Remember, folks, love is the greatest gift of all. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I didn't have any love in my family. Mm -hmm. No one wanted mine, and they, they wouldn't give me any of theirs. My, not to be sad because right. I, I chose this life. My birthdays were not celebrated, not once, but my wow. siblings were. So wow. imagine what kind of mindset that would set up in a young child's mind about Absolutely. themselves. So I had a lot to overcome. Absolutely. So this night, I knew I couldn't bring candy or anything to my class the next day for Valentine's Day. So I, I heard Bob Hope say, remember, folks, love is the greatest gift of all. And I went upstairs and I took some of my notebook sheets of paper and I made a card for each person in my class because I thought, I will give them love. No one will think of that. There is no better gift than to mm -hmm. give them love. So I drew that ski slope nose profile of Bob Hope on the front uh -huh. of the card with a big smile and a twinkle in his eye. And inside it says, remember, love is the greatest gift of, of all. I love you. And sign my name. Wow. Put it on everybody's desk that next morning. I was so excited. And I put it on the teacher's desk. And they, the, each pe person, as they came in, they saw the card. I was just so excited. And, <laughs> and I heard chuckles and then I heard laughter and then I heard uproarious laughter and the teacher started laughing and they were all looking at my card and they were laughing at me that I did something so dumb to oh. make them a card and that was my gift to them on Valentine's Day and I put my head on the desk and the tears just flowed down my face and I was so embarrassed mm. and my my joy just shattered and so my rocket of desire was that I could love everybody and everybody could appreciate it and love me back. Mm -hmm. Well, flash forward to I'm 27. I'm living in San Diego. I have a one-year-old son. I'm married. By hook or by crook, I've got a talent agent. Mm -hmm. And I'd been up painting. I'm an oil painter because okay. I love drawing. That's how I drew Bob Hope. I just always have loved drawing. So I, I was painting all night. And my hair was dirty. I slept on my face, slept with my makeup on. I, I mean, I was exhausted because I'd been up all night painting. Mm -hmm. And the phone rings at 8 o'clock in the morning. I say, hello. And who is it? It's Tina Real, talent agent in San mm -hmm. Diego. She goes, Katie, Katie, it's Tina. I said, Tina? Yeah? Because it's so early. Right. She goes, can you, can you make it to Mission Bay in a half an hour? And I said, why? She goes, you're going to meet Bob Hope and Dolores Hope. They're oh casting gosh. for their 1940s pinup girl. They've been looking for months, and they have to shoot today, and they still don't have her. And I went, what? And she goes, <laughs> yes, can you do it? And I went, yes, I'm there. I'm there. So Exciting. the equivalent of running in my bathroom, putting my hair in, my dirty hair in a ponytail, and throwing my makeup up in the air, and standing under it, letting it fall on my face, and make, make, making my lips red. And I put on some beige Bermuda shorts with cuffs and some... Uh, spiky heel, navy blue high heels, and I had shrunken 
a golf sweater from Scotland in my dryer because I didn't know you shouldn't put them in the dryer. <laughs> and I put that on and it's navy blue to match my shoes. Cute. And I put on a beige golfing cap and uh, I ran out the door and I slid in sideways. And there was like 20 buxom blondes there all from the John Robert Powers Modeling School. Oh, wow. They all looked like a different version of yeah. each other, dressed in the same outfits, muscle shirts with shorts and high heels. And I come in looking like I look with black hair and, and I slide in sideways and I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. And the talent coordinator comes over, takes my name. She goes, okay, you'll be last. So we go into the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Who's there but Bob Hope and Dolores Hope wow. sitting in their silk pajamas with their little poodle oh Max, a little black poodle Max. And they all greeted us. They, they said, good morning, ladies. And here's what I want you to do. Walk across the floor and then just simply walk back and the next person go and the next person go till you all go. And so I watched all the Buxom Blondes do the exact same thing, yeah. trying to be perfect. So I was like, I may never, ever get to meet these people again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy myself. So I heard the ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom in my head. And I did the best Marilyn Monroe, swinging my hips across that floor to the point that little Max, the dog, was dancing with me. Oh and I did gosh. a little cha-cha with Max before <laughs> I turned and walked back. And I ba-boom, 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 walked all the way back. And the blondes were all laughing at me and giggling. <laughs> I was used to that because of what happened in second grade. Trust wow. me, my mind was there. And wow. I was like, this is so surreal. And so after I finished walking and the girls were laughing, uh, Bob whispered to Dolores in her ear something. And she nodded yes. And then Bob said to his talent coordinator, we'll take the black haired girl. And I looked behind me and I was like, me? Oh it was me. Gosh. It was me. And the girls were all freaking out like, no, what? How, yeah. how, how? And so I go outside and I slide down the wall, just amazed, amazed. Wow. And the talent coordinator was like 80 years old. She comes out. Now, dear, there's no time for fainting. Your limousine is here. So in comes... Uh, a limo driver wearing a tuxedo with a uh, uh, ice blue cummerbund matching uh -huh. bow tie and white gloves. Right then and there. Me, right then and there. Cue the limo driver. Wow. Sweeps me off into an ice blue stretch limo. Wow. I call my husband from the back of the car. I go, honey, honey, guess where I am? He goes, you're down at the store. Bring home tomatoes. And I said, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to the Bob Hope show. He made me his pinup girl, I'm going to be on the Bob Hope special. And he goes, yeah, right. Bring home tomatoes. <laughs> and so I just, I hung up the phone and I'm like, I'm going to be on the Bob Hope oh show. My so I sat between Bob Hope and Jimmy Stewart for three hours after they dolled me all up. And I learned that day that dirty hair curls better. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely so, does. So they put me in a little muscle shirt and, and a push-up bra and <laughs> my shorts and the shoes I came in and a bow in my hair. And I, I did the Top Gun sketch with Bob Hope and, and Don Knotts, but I, I fast forwarded a little. While I was sitting between Jimmy Stewart and Bob Hope, I got to listen to all their stories. And I said, well, may I tell a story? And Bob says, sure, kid. Wow. And I said, uh, when I was in second grade, I made all these cards and your show always, always made me feel so loved. And yeah. I believe that love is the greatest gift of all. And I did this and they did that. And he, he said, he punched me in the arm playfully, and he goes, I knew there was something special about you, kid. Wow. And I went on, and I had a blast, and it was great. And I signed 500 autographs for all the Navy men, each one special to them. And I just That's... couldn't get enough of giving and giving and giving love and receiving love. Look at love. that full circle. See? Yeah. 
See? That's so If amazing. I had anything attached to it, guess yeah. what? How could that have happened? Absolutely. I had nothing attached to it. That and love so never amazing. dies. Love never dies. That's right. That's so amazing. Um, so if you were to tell our subscribers right now one, one additional thing of advice or anything that we, you know, just to kind of piggyback on that, is there anything that you would want them to know? Yes. Be your authentic, truthful self. And if you don't know what that is, take a deep dive inside and don't come out until you find out because you will not make your mark until you do that. And it takes a lot of courage, especially if you've heard bad things about yourself and your messages have been negative. You get to choose what you believe. You get to choose what you put on your canvas every single day. And when you learn to love yourself, become your own beloved, that's when your pictures become beautiful. That's when your life becomes beautiful and nobody has the right to stop you. Don't listen to it. Only listen to your organic, truthful, inside instincts. That is the only thing that's true. Anything outside of you that's not true, don't let it in. Don't let it in. And if you slip and, and relapse and you let something in, shake it off. Do what the animals do when they get scared or run for their lives. They just shake it off. Mm -hmm. They don't carry it around. Find a way. And if you need help and support, there's wonderful therapists. There's wonderful support groups. Nobody will laugh at you. Your feelings matter. Mm -hmm. Believe it. As I said, it costs you nothing to believe. It costs you everything if you don't. It's free. You can have all you want. And it doesn't have any calories. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was so amazing. I'm so excited. I, you know, like I, like we were saying earlier, we both like live this, eat, breathe yes. every single day. And just after hearing you, I feel myself refreshed. I'm so excited to get feedback from our listeners. And yeah. I'm so excited to have, I want you to come back already. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to tell you how I attracted the world's best husband. I know. And I wanted, we're, everybody who's listening, we're going to come back with a Valentine's Day special. And we are going to hear your story about that um, on the next time you come. Oh, yeah. So thank you all for listening. I love you. Um, DM me. Uh, Lynn's in the biz on Instagram if, with any questions comments we can't wait to hear I love you have a great day bye thank you so much for listening to subscribe to this podcast please click subscribe under the image below you may also reach me directly on Instagram feel free to DM me with any questions or comments my Instagram is Lynn's in the biz that's L-I-N-S-I-N T-H-E-B-I-Z. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing and abundant day.